Hello, I'm Lisa LaRose and I'm joined by Michael J. Russ. So today we're going to ask you to imagine what it's like to be more alive by paying attention to your own vibration and resonance. On our last episode, Michael and I shared our own personal insights on what we do to create our reality by aligning with our heart and our emotions so that we can step into a resonant field to realize the things that we want in our life. And as often happens in my conversations with Michael here on PRNFM on Connect to Love, I will bubble with thoughts and, you know, he inspires me to continue the conversation well after it's ended during our time together. And uh, I revisited, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I, I think I remember something from my childhood. There was a Professor Julius Sumner Miller, and he kind of was like a mad professor. But sure enough, you know, he used to be on, on television when I was, uh, was a little girl in Canada. And sure enough, he is on YouTube, The Magic of YouTube. You can find anything. And he had a, a video on resonance and forced vibrations, and he said that all the evidence that the natural world presents to us is gotten by one of our senses, namely the auditory. And it's governed by the reception of our eardrum uh, that gives us the variations in pulses. And he did some very interesting experiments with tuning forks and string and all different sorts of things. I, I'd encourage you to, to look it up on YouTube. But one of the things that I found so fascinating is, you know, he talked about one of his experiments was uh, the the pitch the for A. And he was talking about how it, it's different on a piano versus on a violin. And it started to make me think about us being like musical instruments, that we have this intelligence in our body that through, that's picked up through the auditory that is sort of a subliminal thing that we're tuning into people all the time. And that certain things that even though we aren't consciously aware of it is going on. Um, and so we're going to sort of explore that uh, aspect. And so Michael, thank you for being in resonance with me and for all of the beautiful insights. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts as a musician, what you 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 were tuning into today. Well, since I haven't been able to uh, <clears throat> play here in the last week because uh, my uh, big uh, chunky calico has decided to uh, spend most of her day in my office right in front of my drum set, uh, and I don't have the heart to disturb her uh, while she's sleeping all day. I uh, haven't had a chance to play. However, um, music is, is something I'm very musical. Uh, can't drive a car down the road without uh, when songs come on, picking up the nuances of the, uh, of the backbeat and the melody and the harmonies that are going on. Uh, and uh, since I sing uh, as well, um, it's, it's so much fun to uh to choose and select the harmonies there's certain things that resonate with me uh and uh music is always something that uh for me has changed the way i feel almost immediately so i'm bouncing i have two or three or four radio stations that i listen to and when something comes on uh, that's being played that 
that uh, doesn't resonate with me, I just change quickly to something else. I mean, it's that it's that quick. I don't just sit there and listen to something that that doesn't um, that doesn't resonate with me. Uh, and I think, you know, when we said that, you know, we tune into people, I just got to go there because it's interesting. We get most of our information, uh, our input throughout the day from people. Could be our family, mm-hmm. could be um, our significant other. Uh, could be our, our um, extended relatives, uh, could be uh, friends, coworkers, if we're going to an office. Uh, that, that pretty much is it. So the fact that we're picking up on uh, the, resonant, the vibrational frequencies and resonances of the people that are around us, we have to be incredibly alert and know that we're impacted by their frequencies. We are impacted. And this is, this is the part that I absolutely love, that we have the ability through our own awareness and understanding uh, that we that our flow of happiness and joy, uh, connectivity to the divine, all these things are impacted by other people throughout the day. And so um, I think last week we left off with choose um, choose happiness as your intention. Uh, choose ha- elevate happiness to uh, the top of your list of priorities throughout the day. Happiness, if that's your goal, if that's your intention, then you can, through your own sovereignty, which means you, you are the ruler of your mind, your body, and your spirit, so you're in charge and control of what goes into your mind and what impacts your body. And through your own awareness of how you feel and understanding that you have this control, this ability to filter uh, out other frequencies, to, um, to in essence, um, render them persona non grata, so to speak, and not allow them to interrupt your frequency. You can put up a buffer, a barrier. It's mental, but you can do that. And that's your right to do so. And that's the greatest gift, one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as human beings, as souls in, in, in human form, is the ability to, uh, to choose what enters our minds and what impacts our bodies and our spirits. So throughout the day, I am ever cognizant of the people I connect with. And Mm -hmm. I'm making sure throughout the day that I'm, if I connect with somebody who is, uh, somebody who is, um, let's say, a bit off, so to speak, uh, with regard to, uh, their own attitude. Maybe it's uh, a little twisted, a little out there. Um, I make sure that when I recognize it, that I maintain some distance. Uh, their energy field, their electromagnetic field, is out about three feet from their body. So at least I know if I stay away from that, I'm pretty much negating the, the mitigating. I should say the 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 lion's share of that energy and. It's, it's cool to be able to develop this, this skill of being able to look at people, read their body language, um, read their facial expressions, and kind of determine uh, how, what kind of frequency they may be, they may be vibrating at and resonating at. You see, it, it, it kind of makes it fun to go throughout the day to do that. But the whole idea behind this is to, uh, to put yourself in charge of your own resonance. That's really the goal. And mm-hmm. when you can... Through your, when you can do that and you can, you can enter into the process of transformation, if you find yourself, oops, I've been impacted by this person. Um, then the other fun part is how to actually um, 
get your own resonance back. Get your frequency elevated again once it's been depressed because you've come into contact with information, uh, impact by someone else, family member calls. Nowadays, it's digital too because text, you can receive a text. You can get a voicemail. Uh, even though you didn't, uh, you chose not to um, engage with someone, they can still send you a text or send you a voicemail if they haven't been blocked on your phone. So you still have the, the possibility of being impacted in a negative way digitally because you and I know there's no time and space when it comes to frequency, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so all these things can impact us in, in different ways. And we have to make it sort of fun to be able to be in control, to exercise our own sovereignty and be in control of, of how we feel uh, in the resonance that we're uh, that we're putting out there, and uh, you know, I'm so glad that you said that there's no time, no space, no matter, because oftentimes with my friends that I'm connected to, um, you know, we're on the same wavelength with each other. There's a, a unison, like we resonate with each other. So even though perhaps I haven't spoken to somebody for eight months, or even gosh forbid, it's over a year. I'll pick up the phone. I'll be thinking about them. They'll be tuning into me almost the exact same time, and there'll be things unfolding in their life that are very similar to what's going on in mine. And, you know, we pick up, and, and it's hard to believe that any time has gone by. It's really sort of an illusion that there is no time between us. It's just, you know, even talking to you, even speaking with you, you know, it's hard to believe that you know, five days or seven days or whatever. It's just that connection uh, that we have and, and that, you know, when you, you're in that resonance with somebody, you tend to, to mirror, uh, be a mirror for that other person. So oftentimes, mm-hmm. if there are some positive aspects or some negative aspects, you go, hey, you know what? Uh, what's going on with you? You know, I can feel in your field there's something not quite right. And then, you know, sometimes we, we're not even cognizant of it ourselves. And it will take somebody that's close to us that is in resonance with us to say, hey, you know what, it, there's just some little small things that, you know, I'm here for you. I'm, help, I'm here to help you elevate your vibration once again. True. Excellent. That is excellent. You know, we can be proactive with it. Um, I, uh, or uh, not reactive, proactive or in the way of, of either um, circumventing or engaging. Um, and that's a choice that you make based on, you know, where you're going, how you feel, what you're doing, and, uh, and the like. And that's, that's the beauty of being human. We can make choices just as long as we understand the consequences that are associated with those choices. And I, in my view, people are, for me, I know, people are, are, uh, are guided to me for, um, for just this kind of information. How can I deal with it? I'll give you a little example. Uh, we're in one of our uh, favorite the restaurants. A little, we just go to this place on the, on the bay uh, when, we, when it's a beautiful sunny day and we can look out at the boats coming in or going by or whatever. We, we, we sit down and have a glass of wine. Well, the young lady who was helping us that day uh, was, uh, uh, was a really beautiful soul, a wonderful human being, work, works very hard, has a great attitude, and... Um, and she came by, and she, when we were paying the bill, I always make sure that I include a card from my podcast. And I said, here, maybe you could use this right about now. And she goes, she looks Aww. at my card, and she goes, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, absolutely. And she, she started telling me some things. And uh, I said, 
basically about the last five episodes that you're that are on my podcast will will, will help give you some insight as to how you can uh, start creating your reality and and shifting and changing to draw the people into your lives that that really are going to resonate with you. I said it's all within you first. We all want you know the the best relationship. We want the best job. We want the best of everything. We have to understand, however, that uh, it is it it begins inside of us. We mm-hmm. have to treat ourselves like kings and queens. We have to treat ourselves uh, like the spirits we are, uh, like the wonderful souls that we are. We have to um, engage in a lot of self-love and respect and gratitude, empathy and compassion with us first and love with us first. And when we do that, we put ourselves in a position where we are resonating so high, highly that we're going to attract um, a mirror of that into our lives. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've come across this. Uh, lately, recently, people saying, you know, I, I, you know, I want my life to change. I, I you know, I want to uh, find uh, someone who I can, you know, spend some time with and, and have conversations with and that sort of thing. And I'm going, well, how do you feel? The question I ask them is, how do you feel about you? Because that, that really, and that's going to be the determining factor as to what they're going to attract. And I said, you know, you're alone. I told this young lady, you're alone for a reason. It, it's, to, it's to get your own act together. Get your own act together. Get your own resonance uh, at a very high level. And once you do that, everything else will take care of itself. Just to work on you. If you're happy, uh, you're joyful, uh, and uh, you're empathetic and compassionate to, to others and, and loving, very loving of yourself, uh, you know, giving yourself a break. Don't beat yourself up because you're single. That's the first thing people want to do is they want to beat themselves up. Uh, why am I single? Why am I? What's wrong with me? And I'm going, you're asking the wrong questions. You're asking the wrong questions. Um, how can I uh, give myself more love? That's a good question. How can I be more empathetic to myself? How can I be more compassionate uh, when I uh, feel a certain way? Uh, uh, with, even relation, with regard to the experiences I've had in the past, how can I be more forgiving of myself and let things go so that they don't, they no longer, uh, um, no longer entrapped by those past experiences. Uh, well, how can I let them go and uh, pr- practice forgiveness and gratitude every day for myself? Uh, then you'll, you're going to be a, uh, a really special person that's going to attract other people, other friends. Uh, and, and I told her, I said, uh, you've got to be very careful. You people in your life are are going to pick up on this brand new resonance, this high elevated resonance you have, and they're going to be asking you what's changed. What are you doing? What's going mm-hmm. on? You okay? You know, and, and in some cases they will, uh, it will repel them because they themselves feel envious or jealous that they they don't feel the way you do. So they'll want to put you down so that they can feel better. And when that happens, you just have to simply understand that you are who you're with. You are mm-hmm. who you're with. You will attract um, somebody who, who's just like you, uh, and you will um, repel people who are not. And the people you've been closest to for a long period of time, and this particular young lady was wanting to kind of let go of some people. And uh, I said, just change your own resonance. They will go away automatically. They'll find mm-hmm. some other place to be. And uh, just be prepared. Have a strong enough constitution, a sense of self, I should say, a strong enough sense of self to be able to withstand uh, the attacks because they do often come. People mm-hmm. don't like it when you when you uh, uh, have changed yourself. 
because they don't like change themselves. And, uh, and, and so there's also people who look outside of themselves to, to, get, uh, to, to get what they don't have within themselves. And uh, that is also a situation within the context of any kind of relationship, racial connection uh, that can be toxic. So it all starts with us. And I think that's what we're talking no, about. I'm, We've got to get our own Yeah, and I, I'm, <laughs> You're absolutely right. I'm so glad you brought that up because so often when we begin to elevate ourselves, you know, other people will start to feel bad. And then we begin to doubt ourselves whether or not we're really oh, yeah. on this path or we blame ourselves, mm-hmm. like what's wrong with me? Why can't I, you know, be friends with them and do these other things that I want to do? And so we just need to realize that there are frequency has changed, that we no longer oscillate together. And that vibration, you know, as it dissolves, you know, we may feel nothing for that person. They may be just in the periphery. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong, you know, that we've just changed. And it's okay to let those go. And I think it's important to have the discernment and the grace to know when it's okay to let those go. And I I really applaud you for sharing that with that young lady because, when you're in a vulnerable state, it's very easy to lower your vibration to go back into the routine. And then I think you put yourself back a couple of years from where you needed to be. Really, you, you know, you take a, a couple steps back and that's really not mm-hmm. the goal. I mean, if you, you do keep your um, frequency high soon enough, you'll, you'll attract the individuals with the same goals, wishes, desires, whatever it is, whether it be a a partner or something in business, you know, there, it's it's very very important. And I think I have, I know, many years ago was one of the the angels that came into my life that taught me about manipulation, and that when somebody makes you feel guilty or sorry for them, you can look at that as a manipulation. They're trying to get on top of your energy. And I started to really look at that in my life, you know, because I'm Canadian and Canadians apologize for everything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what it is culturally, but, you know, you always, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, and and I see it as a cultural, you know, phenomenon. You know, they're very peaceful, you know, generally, but we do apologize. And somebody one time said to me, stop saying you're sorry for everything. And I wasn't even conscious of it. And I thought, wow, you know, I guess I am. I'm saying I'm sorry a lot. And then, you know, you have individuals that take advantage of the fact that I was so apologetic and so genial and and whatnot. And then I had to look at it myself. Well, you know, am I uh, allowing myself to be a doormat? or being manipulated or whatever it was. And, and I sort of had to put my foot down. And I said, and I recognized it. And I would call people out and I'd say, hey, you know what? That's a manipulation. And as, a, mm-hmm. as I started to recognize it and correct myself, I became stronger. And I didn't even have to voice it. I just go, hey, you know what? That's a manipulation. And I'm not going to empower that. I'm not going to embody that. It's not who I am, I'm going to release it and let it go. And uh, even there's there's a lot of empowerment and different things in those lines that, you know, are gifted to us from from individuals and things that we've picked up along the way. 
And, uh, you know, I, I really do. I think that as you begin, uh, you begin to attract and send out a different field of information. And, you know, and I love your analogy about, you know, quickly turning the station. What came to mind was like walking on sunshine, <laughs> that song, you know, and, and you kind of just, you feel so elevated by it. Um, you can't help but, you know, dance in your car and sing and, and whatnot. Okay, and now that's I have to tell really you what it is. Go ahead. Now I have to, now I have to tell you something. You're, you're familiar with the one degree, two degree, three degree situation, like you're, you're less yes. than six mm-hmm. degrees separation from people that you think. Right. This is really interesting. You're going you're gonna to love this, and our listeners are going to love this, as, a, as a, not necessarily a coincidence because I don't believe in those things or accidents. But it's interesting that you mentioned that song. It's always been one of my favorites. And uh, I moved here in 2003. In about 2011, I... Um, was walking down the street because I was walking my dog at the time, Angel. And uh, one of my friends said, hey, uh, the next door neighbor, this guy just moved in. He's a musician. You ought to check him out. He's also a golfer. Maybe you guys can play golf together. So uh, the next time I was walking my dog down there when he was standing in the driveway, uh, I introduced myself. And believe it or not, turns out to be he's the bass player from Katrina and the Waves. Oh my gosh! How fun! Yeah, and he, uh, he, yeah, he's he's retired because they, they, the band uh, quit playing. I can't remember that. That was in the '90s. They they quit. Uh, they were together for 13 years, but he's still one of my best friends down here. We we've made wine together. We've traveled together, um, and uh, we watch each other's pets. And uh, it's it, he's a, he's a he's a warm one. And we've recorded together, believe it or not, because he has a recording studio in his house. So I've been able to we, oh, we've created beautiful. and made songs, recorded songs together. Um, but isn't that interesting? You're only one degree away from knowing the bass player in that band. Oh, that's <laughs> with, amazing! With your favorite I love that song, song and it too. Is, it is the most. Uh, it is the happiest song. And I've heard three or four different versions of that song. Uh, without all of the and I and I've also been told this the entire story of how that song got to be what you actually hear on the radio because that's not oh, the really? song that they were yeah yeah you understand in terms of recording uh, a a the song was sent to, to a couple of producers and one special producer in New York who actually came up with uh, with the horns the entry, the, uh, uh, the, the percussion entrance, in, entrance to the song. I mean, all these things. A, a song is crafted. It's crafted to be the way that it is. It's not necessarily just something, you know, you're just sitting around a garage and let's record this thing and then put it out there as a hit. Um, the horns you hear on it, the, the, uh, the, 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 everything that you hear in the song has been delicately put together in the place that it is for a reason because it makes it what it is and uh it's really really rather wow. unique so um wow. anyway one agrees and you never know we so, know you're also one degree away from the, an actor or two <laughs> but you know what that that's really a, a beautiful metaphor michael because i think everything in our lives is put there for a reason and and it's and you just said it so eloquently because you know, no matter no matter what it is, a challenge, uh, an opportunity, uh, a, a chance meeting with somebody in the park, it's all put there for a reason. 
and you look back and you go, hey, you know what, that's, that's why I met you and this is why, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to do this and X, Y, Z. And, I, and I, you know what, I had the, a similar experience with a gentleman, his name is Frank Symes, and I met him on a tram traveling from one part of the airport to another and uh, he liked my my hat and I looked at him and he had a hat on too and we got into a wonderful conversation and he had an opportunity you know to to chat before our flight was getting ready to take off I was headed to Africa on a long adventure Mm -hmm. and he was headed to meet with um, uh, some musicians and here I had no idea that he was um, one of the uh, like a really actually a famous musician did instrumentals and things like that and worked with the who and <laughs> just like you know mm-hmm. and we exchanged numbers and we exchanged information and you know I, the thing that caught me with him was not just his hat but it was his smile and it was his infectious you know playfulness and you know mm-hmm. we were he was headed to New York and I was headed to Africa and, you know, we connected via the internet after that, but I still feel like it was just yesterday. So, yeah, um, it's wonderful yeah, when that happens. Just, so many great mm-hmm. opportunities. When we, when we are ourselves, you know, just in love with ourselves um, and make sure that we uh, treat ourselves uh, in the best way possible and give ourselves the best experiences possible, you can't help but smile like that. Come on, mm-hmm. you know you can't help but be uh, joyful when you when you're you're uh, when you step outside your comfort zone and uh, do something that's not quote unquote dangerous <laughs> uh, and uh, and the like and just something that makes you feel alive uh, that gives you the ability to uh, uh, gives you a sensory experience I should say uh, more than anything else and and the ability it exposes you to other people other cultures, uh, and uh, establishing connections. When you treat yourself to those things, you, you feel good about you, and you feel good about your life. And uh, you give yourself that contrast that you really uh, need in your life. Uh, we all need contrast. It's one of, the, one of the most amazing elements for changing the way you feel, uh, is to even remember, if you're, if you're feeling a little bit off or a little bit down one day, you can pull up that memory of, of Africa and meeting this gentleman and you can send them a, an email, you know, mm-hmm. and that just shifts your entire mood. Your, 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 your shifts, your, your energy completely. And yeah. in my view, we need to, we need to engage in uh, opportunities where we can succeed at things because that success has its own vibration as well. And it's, it's, it also lets us know that we are, we're alive. It affirms that we um, made good choices. We feel great about ourselves. We feel hopeful about life, optimistic about the future. And uh, all of that lends to being a, uh, a very joyful person and a happy person. And um, mm-hmm. it's, I was telling somebody the other day, he, was, he says, I work six days a week. And uh, it, it's challenging for me to get out, but, but I want to meet someone. And I'm going, those two things are incompatible. You, you can't work six days a week and expect to go and meet somebody on your one day off. You know, if you're working too hard, what you're really looking for and what you're telling me is that it's not so much a person, but balance in your life you're looking for. 
you're looking for balance. You're looking for balance between personal life and, and work life. Um, and I would ex- encur- encourage you to examine why you work so much. You know, what are you, do you fear not having enough money? Do you fear being alone? Fear not having, uh, having too much time on your hands? You know, what is it that you fear, you feel you lack that's making you bust your hump? Or, you know, I mean, what's the, what, what story have you bitten into uh, that, um, bought into, I should say, that, uh, that is making you do this? You know, you're on the millionaire path, and, you know, if so, you're missing a lot of life uh, in the meantime, mm-hmm. which I would, you know, I, don't, I encourage people to, to don't miss life, engage with it, engage with it. And 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 just let your let yourself wander. Um, right. Sometimes, as somebody said, uh, you have to go to the wrong place to end up in the right place. Mm-hmm. And that's well, lov- and I, lovely and when I that think, happens. Yeah, it is, and I think you know we're so trained that it can be this or that. But why can't it be this and that? You can have both. You know, we're, we're, we think that we need to exclude things. And earlier today, I was watching a, a piece of a documentary, and it's, it's, there's uh, a friend of mine who turned me on to, he's a, a scientist out of the HeartMath Institute, and he oh, yeah. was working with a woman who was teaching children how to tune in to color and the vibration of different things without using their eyes. And it was a magnificent, um, I think the gentleman's name is Dan Winter, and he has an actual app. um, I think it's called, uh, if you go to the flamingmind.com, flamingmind.com is what it is. And they have different techniques so you can utilize to tune into the vibration of color and they showed in the experiment this young very young girl in the Netherlands and she they have these very specific blindfolds and then they have these brain monitors so they can see when they go into different altered brain states and mm-hmm. it was amazing because she took she they had all of these little colored uh, random blocks and they said, okay, pick all the red ones first. And she did. She picked all the red ones at first, and then she was doing the colors of the rainbow. And it's hard to imagine Brilliant. being able to do that. But she was, you know, and then they, they begged the question, you know, well, children, they're training children to do this. Can you train adults to do it? And they gave the same thing. They gave a sheet of paper to an adult. And the woman held it there, and she said, you know, I can't see the color but I feel like it smells fresh. <laughs> and I thought, you know, because we utilize different senses. Not everybody sees things the same way, right? And here, mm-hmm. you know, she, so she said, if I had to imagine a color that would smell fresh, it was green. And that was exactly the color that she was holding in her hand. So, I, I, you know, and it really, it opens up a whole new world of, of possibilities. So, you know, we don't always to me it was the perfect example of what you're talking about you're just opening up a whole new realm you can be wealthy you know monetarily or otherwise without having to work six days a week I mean there's the that book several years ago the four-hour work week which just fascinated me (laughs) I haven't been able to do that but I I really applied the gentleman that could 
I I agree with you. Um, I did read the book. It was pretty fascinating. Um, and what's interesting about it is it's a book about balance too. Uh, it, for people though that are creatives, um, like you and me, I, I'm a creative. I, I you know if if I'm I'm not playing some music or I'm I'm sitting down and designing some angel life journals right now that I'm publishing on Amazon and I'm. A, I'm, uh, I've got a podcast in my mind that is, is kind of sitting there, kind of you know, materializing. Uh, and uh, I enjoy, I've come to enjoy the time I have alone because I get to get my creative uh, processes out into, uh, I get to clarify them and then get them out into some sort of solid form, uh, which is a lot of fun. And for me, I've always urged people, encouraged them, urged them to get back in touch with their creative side. And so often it's, uh, I could say, uh, educated out of us. Uh, our mm-hmm. uh, creative side is educated out of us, but it exists for a reason because we all have these talents. We all have gifts to be creative. Um, and in my view, uh, our creativity is, is, is there to be a form of alchemy for us. Um, and if I had to pull, <laughs> I'm sitting here and I've had this wonderful epiphany. I've got 17 elements of alchemy. That's number 18 at this point. Um, is uh, Number 18 is creativity um, because of its ability to uh, shift your feelings in, in a heartbeat. When you mm-hmm. engage in a creative activity, uh, the rest of the world falls away. And it's you focused on doing something, focused on using your mind to create something. And it's joyful when, whether it turns out the way you want it to or not, the process, the journey is so cool. It's just so mind-blowing. The focus is there. Time just falls away. And you're engaged in something that is making you feel good as you're doing it. And I told, Mm -hmm. told my girlfriend, I said, yeah, okay, this is what you want to do. I said, I want to sculpt something because I've always been very dexterous. So I don't know how. I'll either have to take something and sculpt, sculpt a piece of stone or marble or just give me some clay. And then she goes, why don't we go take a potting class, pot, pottery making class? And I said, that sounds kind of cool. So we're going to be going and doing that this year at some particular point in the next few, next few months to you know, put our hands in some clay and make something. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it turns out, you know, it just really doesn't matter how it turns out. It's just the process and the journey that – is so much fun. Travel's the same way with us. Golf, to me, I, is, is, a, is, a, is a creative sport. Not to many, but that's because I approach it differently. But I love, I love this, uh, this, this particular example he gave me. Of, of, I'll go look up the Flaming Mind. I'll encourage our listeners to do the same thing because it, it's, it expands our, our uh, knowledge base. It's enlightenment, and, mm-hmm. which is the highest uh, vibrational frequency. I want to tell you something. Uh, quite interesting, and that is that I happen to have had, um, and a thought just popped out of my head all of a sudden. Sometimes, wow! I probably there, and all of a sudden it decided. Bye bye. Stole it out of your head because I just wanted to share with you how quickly you manifest things in through resonance. Because, and I meant to mention it the last time because you had said that you wanted to do a sculpting class, and both you and I had signed up for some classes via Domestica, and one of their oh, yeah. newest classes that they just released is figurative 
sculpting using clay and building it. And the woman, she's in museums all throughout the world. She's teaching this class. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I better let Michael know about this. And um, because it would be such a fun thing to do, she takes you from like the very beginnings of building the armature and building it and how to fire it. And uh, I just thought, oh my gosh, this is exactly what Michael's looking for. <laughs> so I, I figured I'd, I'd mention that, is that totally, to you. That is totally yeah. true. And it would be kind of fun yeah. to, uh, uh, to, to involve in that. And, you know, it's like I got this idea of taking a, you know, a 20-pound, you know, lump of clay and then making something from it, you know, just mm-hmm. figuring it out. I've always had little ideas in my, in my head. I see things and I go, wow, that is so artistic. Just parts of nature, you know, driftwood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man. When I was in California, oh. I used to live, love walking the beaches because the driftwood that comes up is so absolutely sculpted by the, the, the sea. And uh, it's really, really beautiful. And you're looking there going, oh, my gosh, where could, which shelf could I put this on? Because I just want to look at this all the time. Um, <laughs> I, but that's I totally the understand. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I have uh, in my bathroom is a piece of wood that I fell in love with. It was just, you know, uh, really rough hewn and whatnot. And I thought, I want to make something out of this. And I have these two pieces of silver I don't know, they're almost like wolf heads that I had bought at a yard sale years before that I sort of stuck on a shelf. And and it wasn't until I found that piece of wood and I thought, oh, I can melt those. And that became became my towel rack for my bathroom. And, uh, you know, it's just that (laughs) that bringing that in. I have that same fascination. I, I just... I take pictures of wood in the forest, and I love to see the way you know things go back to back to the earth. And you know, I, I think it's it's that harmony, it's that influence of reconnecting and knowing that you know everything cycles through. And you know, you yeah. have you know you have a piece, of, you know, that piece of wood could tell a story. The ones that washed up on the beach, you know, where did they travel to? I, you know, that's the way, that's the way my mind works. And, so you true. Know. I, I agree. I agree. Um, there was a story about the art glass, uh, not golf, sea glass, not art glass, sea glass. Oh, yes. And how, uh, how uh, certain beaches and, and the whole story of how the sea glass came about, which I found was very, very interesting. Yet the, the sea uh, is uh, a multifaceted thing it uh, can create beautiful stuff it can give life it can take life it can you know it can it can do all kinds of things and uh and it can be a, a place of solitude for 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 many people <clears throat> the water and the ocean and its movements and the like i love looking at the various colors of 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 the water that that you know resonate that being down i live a mile and a quarter from the beach when the wind is blowing from the north in the winter, the, the, the sea is so calm, but the colors are so gorgeous. And you're just, you just at the top of the Gulf Coast here and you get the greens and the blue greens and, and, and the like, and you can just sit there and just stare at it all day. You just, you just, you just, want, to, you just want to look at it going, oh my gosh, it's just, it is, it's mesmerizing. It's also very calming. You know, you get those negative mm-hmm. ions blowing, but I mean, it's just, there are, um, you know, we all have to, have to we should, all should be, familiar with places that make us that that ground us bring us back to um the resonance that we that we know um we should be vibrating at that we you know the the 
res higher resonant, resonant frequencies, joy and, and, and love and creativity and inspiration and those kinds of things. And, and it, sometimes it takes, uh, you know, when we get into a, a funk, so to speak, over something, we have to snap ourselves out of it once we realize that we're in that funk for one reason or another. Um, I like to say that um, our perception of our situation is generally what, if, if changed, basically changes everything down the line. And our perception of an event, our perception of a person, um, we have preconceived ideas of people based on thought viruses that we've, given from, we've been given from other people. I've had people tell me, oh, that person is, oh, they're terrible. They're, they're an angry person. They're this, they're that. And, uh, um, or they're rude or whatever. And then I go engage with them, and I don't see any of that. Number one, I didn't go in there believing what they said. I wanted to go in there with an open mind and engage with them with, with a smile and a positive state of being. And there's a, nothing that they said was true. <laughs> so I'm mm -hmm. going, okay. Then I go back to them and go, that, dude, you're, you're off on that one. And it, and it generally turns out to be that that's what they brought to the connection. They brought their own lower vibrational frequencies to the connection, and that's what mirrored back, back to them. That's what mirrored right back to them. It's a really interesting thing uh, to, to engage with people. Um, you know, Glenn Brooks is really uh, into relational connection, hugely mm -hmm. into relational connection. And uh, actually, that's, that's one of the main things I loved about him was that he was, he was really into figuring out how people felt about themselves and their life. And I've always said uh, for many decades now that in a relationship, you want to know two things, how people feel about themselves and their surroundings and the relationship itself, uh, all things relationship. And you also want to find out the other thing, how do they know that they're loved? That's mm -hmm. a question I like to ask people to ask, ask your, ask your wife of 20 years how she knows she's loved. I said, do you know that thing? Because if you don't know that thing, you could be doing everything else right and that particular person is uh, right being what you think, your, it, how you interpret being loved for yourself, which may be different than your, your partner. So you ask your partner, how do you know you're loved? And uh, for someone, it may be for a, a young lady, it may be, oh, jewelry, when I get jewelry. Oh, I mean, when I get flowers or when I get chocolates or when uh, you smile at me and tell me you love me. You know, I know I'm loved then. Uh, or it could be something else quirky. You want to know that thing. <laughs> you want to know how. Um, Absolutely. How that, what the, how that person interprets uh, love. Because everybody does differently based on their life experiences. You know, someone may not understand uh, love the way you do because they had a, a different childhood, a childhood where love wasn't really a big thing in the household. So you've got to know that. And once you know that, believe it or not, you can actually expand upon it and help them see things, help them experience other levels of love, which is a really, really high frequency. Uh, one that uh, when we carry it with us and when we love ourselves and we love life, we love ourselves, love our life, love what we do, um, boy, I tell you, people gravitate to that. 
They want to be around you. Yeah, they want to be around you, you know, like a magnet. You're like a magnet for, for, for people who, because it's, it's somehow rare, caught up in life, caught up in, you know, building wealth, caught up in, um, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. I, I don't know. Uh, something along those lines, this is the way our society is, has, this is the groove our society has, has uh, turned into. Uh, and, you know, it's driving down a road that's just, there's less love, uh, more negativity, less positivity, and like begets like. So mm-hmm. if I had to say it, it would be that, um, you know, we really need to pay attention. We really need to pay attention to how we are feeling in any given moment. I know it's a job. It's a chore. It's, it's only a chore in the beginning because when you embrace this whole concept of sovereignty and alchemy and our ability to transform how I feel, how we feel, and, and not allowing outside influences um, to dictate how we feel and being alert to when that is happening because it's something that you become aware of and catch and your mission is to catch it sooner. We are, as souls, given this ability, this, this power uh, over ourselves and our reality. And we, um, I find a lot of people taking it for granted, unfortunately. Um, and, it's, and then they're asking, on the other hand, you know, why, not, why am I not happy, happy? Why do I not feel like I have the freedom to do what I want with my life? Um, why I do not have the abundance in my life that I'm looking for, or the prosperity and uh, various uh, aspects of pres- prosperity in my life, from relationship to family and all this sort of thing. Um, and it all, in my view, emanates from, uh, the, from, from us ourselves and what we are bringing to the table. And that's where it begins. Again, we've got to go back full circle to what I said in the beginning. It's, it, it all begins with us. It always does. Mm-hmm. It begins and ends Absolutely. with us, our lives. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you think of the body, you know, the human body like a musical instrument. You're a, a receiver and you're a sender. And so when you're not at peace or you're feeling overwhelmed and tired and stressed out and you walk in the door, um, you know, and that's what you're you're putting out rather than walking in the door with all that stuff that you're going to dump on your partner you know maybe sit in the car for a few minutes and find a beautiful piece of music and tune into that you know find something that's uplifting to every single cell in your body that you know brings forth change changes that you know it can, it can be that instantaneous and uh you know i i, I think about you know, the, again, and I'm always searching new information and looking at different things. I, you know, I, I, I've been a, a big fan of, of Tesla for a long time. And I was, I, you know, again, in my searching for vibration and oscillation. And I don't recall the, the exact year, but he was playing with frequency and vibration. And it really it made me realize how powerful it is. And he, he was playing with mm-hmm. a piece of equipment and he was trying to tune in to the frequency and the vibration of the building that they were in. And he would bring it up a notch and bring it up a notch and bring it up a notch. And all of a sudden, the building started to shake. And the police were called, you know, all of these people came to this building and it literally caused 
a change in the physical structure of the building. Now, he didn't come clean at that point. I think it was maybe 30 years later that he finally came clean about what he was doing with his experiments. But, but when, mm-hmm. I, when I was listening to that, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, if you can change a frequency and attune to a vibration of a building and then change the oscillation such that you can destroy the structure, or really, you know, you've seen it in bridges, you've seen it in, in lots of different experiments, mm-hmm. how important is it to be cognizant of what you're doing to yourself in vibration and Bullseye. or what you're doing to others. <laughs> I mean, that, that to me was like, wow, you know, so wow, you know, how, how do you fabulous. change what's going on on the planet, right? We want to harmonize mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, Pythagoras had always talked about spherical music, the music that connected us to the heavens. And, and so then that, sort of got my mind thinking, you know, and I'm like, I'm sure Michael would know, what is spherical music? What can connect us to that heavenly realm? And maybe it's different for each of us, or maybe, you know, maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm going to ask you that question. I have to look that <laughs> so, one up. That is not immediately coming to the top of my mind, spherical music. Um, I know a couple of people who could probably, uh, probably Vince, uh, the player from the <laughs> the uh, Katrina and the Waves could probably uh, shed some light on that, but uh, I'll, I'll have to ask of spiritual music. Um, yeah, and, they, and they said that, that it, you know, it, it actually had a special influence in the health of people and animals, and and then you know, of course, then I think of Saint Francis, uh, who was had the ability to communicate, and animals would be drawn to him. Again, it had a lot to do with his resonance and what he was putting out. You know, he lived in a place of harmony and peace, and that's what people were drawn to. And that is amazing. Uh, you know, so, it makes sense, though, completely. Um, and I love what you said just a minute ago about uh, um, before you meet with your uh, significant other to maybe sit in the car and listen to some music, change your frequency. So many times um, the temptation is to uh, dump your lower frequency on your significant other, your partner in life, without knowing what frequency they're resonating at or having a, a, a care in the world about what that frequency is. Um, and vice versa, whether you're coming home mm-hmm. or, you know, you've got to have a lot of, if you're if a you're, um, stay-at-home dad or a stay-at-home mom, you've had a different experience. And it's up to you to come together on this, uh, on a, to make it a point to come together on a higher frequency. I guess that's really what I'm attempting to say here. Um, because that you got to be very careful about the frequency that you're putting out there that you're sharing with people. Um, I'm extremely cognizant of that. I want to make sure that the frequency, if I'm getting together with someone and I, I, I'm processing through and letting something go that occurred, you know, using my little alchemy to, to, to get rid of it, uh, that I don't want to meet with people even my own significant other until that's that's done. She's very empathic, so she can really tell when I'm just the slightest bit off, you know, where I haven't fully mm-hmm. processed yet, but I've gotten together, you know. And sometimes it's just I'm forced to because we have to leave the house and go somewhere. So I have to, the best way for me to do it is to listen to a piece of music. I've got a playlist and I can run through the songs and I can find something that totally changes 
uh, my vibe. And uh, I encourage our listeners to tap into their own music uh, that can do that for them as well. It's a very, it's a very, very um, wonderful way of of being able to uh, change your uh, change your frequency. And it's you know one everybody can can understand. We grow up with music, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's yeah. even faster than color. Um, faster. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you now. Oh my gosh. It came to me. Oh, that's wonderful. Me. We're talking. We're talking about the that's Flaming great. Mind and Heart Heartness Institute. What I wanted to tell you is that I did a weekend with Dorian Virtue back in in, in a Seattle, a conference in Seattle. A weekend, uh, kind of an intimate conference of about thirty people. Um, it was a weekend. You know who Dorian Virtue is? I don't know. I think Dorian Virtue is I, the angel lady. She's written Hay House author, best-selling author, uh, and she. The weekend was about communicating with your angels. That's what the weekend was about. And uh, we stayed in the same hotel. We ate together. We communed together uh, for the weekend. And what was wonderful about it is that she had this exercise. She had this exercise. And this is where, come, this is where the, the, the dove, their dovetails with the flaming mind, your, your situation there with colors, is that she said, look, she says, everybody grab a partner, somebody you don't know, sit down facing them, and um, come close together, hold their hands. Hold, you reach out your hands, hold each other's hands. Okay? And you're going to tell the other person what their kitchen looks like. This is really interesting. You're going you're gonna to describe the other person's kitchen based on their vibrations, based on picking up what's going on in their head. They're thinking as in one person to think about your kitchen, the other person described the kitchen as being thought about. And I'm sitting there with this young lady I've never met before, holding her hands, looking her in the eyes. She's thinking about her kitchen. And I start describing a kitchen. And her eyes get wide. I mean, they get, what? Yeah, I described her (laughs) kitchen. The color of her counter, the color of the cabinets, the backsplash. It's like, she's like, what are you doing? And then she did the same to me, which is interesting because it's something that I would have never guessed I had the ability to do. But the the whole point was that we have greater sensory perception than we give ourselves credit for. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that you, you, when you, when you accept that you have it, that's, that's, that's 50% of the game right there. You accept that you actually have this ability, and then you can start applying it. We all have this, mm-hmm. this, this, this intuition, this uh, psychic ability. That, and this was basically one of the – she wanted to bring it, uh, bring it home and let us know, hey, you, know, you, you, could, you could do this. I thought it was a brilliant exercise, quite frankly. Uh, and, oh, without uh, one without that I, a doubt. Yeah, remember to this day. It's awesome. Uh, and and you, you know that. what's so interesting is it brings it back to you know Professor Julius Sumner when he was talking about resonance that we have you know an ability within ourselves like a big tuning fork to pick up the variations and the pulses and you enabled yourself at that point to read the information and to be an open channel for receiving uh, the information as it came through. I think that's beautiful. I think beautiful. that's really. <laughs> really amazing i think that's that's, and and a a lot of it was simply 
not denying that you had the ability, not saying how or why you had it. It's, it's a lot of times we get caught up in how and why things occur or how or why we should do things, you know. Uh, and, and what she encourages to do is simply say, drop all the barriers and just do it. Don't tell yourself no. Don't, don't, don't put yourself in a position where you're, you're, you're guessing how does this occur and can I do this. Don't ask that question. Just simply sit down and do it. And uh, a lot of times we let our own uh, disbelief, negativity, not having faith in ourselves kind of turn us away from something that it would be otherwise an awesome experience. Without, without Amazing, a doubt. I mean, nothing happens unless we, we open ourselves up and allow things to, to flow and allow things to come in. You know, you, know, you just, you, it, Otherwise, you just never know. I mean, if we live in fear, we've we've spoken about that so many times that you know we have an ability, and and you so you just allow yourself to embark on an un, unknown journey, and whatever happens, embrace it and be open to that without any fear, and and just you know just love yourself enough to try, right? Yep, That's exactly, a, and, yeah. and embrace the unknown. Uh, as as mm-hmm. as Glenn used to say, uh, step outside of the known. I believe that was one of his favorite terms. Step outside of the known, outside of the known, the known, That's which true. is you know we yeah. we spend too much time in the known, uh, and we have to on a daily basis stretch beyond it. Mm-hmm. That's how Without. we grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. And he also said your life is precious and to enjoy it. And then I embody that and I know that you do as well. And, uh, you know, I'm so grateful for everybody that tunes in to Connect to Love on here on PRNFM. And I encourage you mm-hmm. to listen to Michael J. Russ's podcast on the lifemovespodcast.com and also uh, to to check out his Angel Life journals that are going to be coming out. I it just, they're so beautiful. And, uh, I'm just so grateful that he's sharing that gift with the world. You know, it's it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And, you know, the more you believe in something you can achieve, you will make it happen you know, through the law of resonance and through so much more. You know, the, the happiness of your life depends on the what you put forth, and we encourage you to, to do that always. And uh, we're coming to a close, and I'll let you close, Michael. Um, Till next week. I'll so. simply, I'll simply say two things. First and foremost, do want to con- remind people that there is a podcast of this episode on Connect to Love, the podcast, uh, on uh, both Apple and Google, and likely other places <clears throat> real soon. Um, it's connect to love, connect to love, connect to the resonance of love. That's really all I want to say. There's a, there's a, it, there's a, there's a, a special. Um, the specialness about that is something about it that uh, that uh, that we all should be grateful for. So, connect to love, connect to the resonance of love, every day, yourself and others. <laughs>